Hey, welcome to Guitar Knobs, the guitars, gear, noise, and nonsense podcast hosted today by these knobs. Tony Dudzik, pick Guardian. Here, Brandon. Brandon Wound pickups. Hey, this is me, Todd Novak. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Guitar Knobs podcast. Uh, we are glad that you are listening. We're happy that you are into guitars happy New and Year! guitar and all that stuff. Well, this is a couple of weeks out, so thanks anyways for that. I, I was with, I was <laughs> you withstaining. Were with, you were withstaining. I was withstaining from saying that. But uh, yeah, regardless of how far out happy this is. Happy New Year, everybody. Happy New Year to everybody. All right. Um, what do we do on the show, fellas? Well, we talk we, about really cool pedals. And That's one thing, and uh, we talk to the to the makers of of gear and boutique gear, like pedals and amps and guitars. guitars. And oh my! Pickups and yeah. and uh, speakers, speakers, all kinds of stuff. And uh, uh, the, we do don't we do something occasionally? Educational one hundred ones. The one hundred ones. The one hundred ones. We get love you doing in the, the know, bro. Yes. Uh, tonight we've got somebody very special. Who is that very special person on the line right now? Uh, my name is Paul Latefka from PLX Effects. Right on, Paul Latefka. You know, when we posted that uh, we we did a box opening on Instagram, boy, we got a lot of people saying, this guy rules. Uh, so we can't wait to learn more about the things that you're ruling at. Uh, we got a bunch of his pedals on the table. We've all had a chance to play them and uh, can't wait to start talking about them. And, uh, you know, just learn a little bit about uh, the builder behind them. The 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 soul behind the signature man. <laughs> That's gonna put that the on a shirt. Soul behind the signature, <laughs> or don't don't do that. The Anyways. man behind the curtain. Yes. <laughs> All right. We got a couple of things to discuss real quick here. Uh, we want to say thank you to Rode microphones oh. out in Australia uh, and our pals who have hooked us up so graciously. Hopefully, they're not. Uh, Getting caught up in any of the wildfires in Australia. Yeah. Very animals. bad times. Bad, yeah. bad, Not badness. Uh, but, in, you know, aside from that, we've got the Roadcaster Pro, our own personal uh, mothership here. Mm. And uh, this has been a fantastic vehicle for us to do the thing that we love doing here. Yes. If you are interested in starting your own podcast or just even simply recording at home, as we've mentioned before, like this is great for recording yeah. uh, all kinds of stuff. Uh, check that out, the Roadcaster Pro. And we're speaking through the Road ca- the Procaster mic. The naming is all, you know, they got to put Road and Caster and Pro and almost everything. So it's a tongue twister. But uh, Procaster mics, these yes. babies have been going a couple of years strong for us. And gentlemen, you know what? what is special about uh, the 2020? 2020? Uh, it's a good We way. are beginning the fourth year. Fourth? The fourth year fourth of the Guitar Novice podcast, oh. and we've got a pretty special giveaway coming up uh, pretty soon regarding that. I'm just saying, could it's we pretty sweet. Could we re-record some of the early ones? <laughs> we probably should. Uh, also, I want to call out a couple few things here. We've got, been getting all kinds of uh, correspondence from folks out on the internet. Oh, yes. Um, we got one, uh, MattBase1121 on Instagram. It's one of those chaps that doesn't put his name on it, so I was just that's what you get. Uh, you know, MattBase. Uh, anyways, he wanted to share his four on the floor, and I said, well, all right, we'll do that, buddy. He's got the way huge pork loin. Mm. Always on, he says. And uh, he's a bass player, so he's got the MXR bass chorus. Ah. It says, used sparingly. It was almost like a recipe here. 
Ah. Pork loins, spare ribs. I do like pork loins. Yes. Uh, I think Jared might have one in his teeth right now. (laughs) Not really. I wish I did. I'm kind of (laughs) hungry. He's got the MXR Phase 90. Set slow. Slow. Yeah. Oh, slow yeah. and low. Yeah. That's and the then best way. the EBS tremolo, which I'm not familiar with the EBS tremolo. EBS what? tremolo. EBS tremolo. That's, really? what, he, that's what he has. Uh, it says, just to trip up my guitarist. Ha, hardy, har, har for that guy. Um, thanks for sharing that with us, Matt. Um, we encourage you to share all things out there with us. We like to share them back yes. to use. Uh, also, we had a nice... Uh, we, have, we had a couple more patrons join, which we're just oh, absolutely thrilled thank about. You. That is so cool. Welcome. One of whom, uh, Sarah Cadence, she said, uh, you know, we we had a brief conversation, and um, she'd uh, be a the, perfect uh, drummer. Sarah Cadence, yeah, with, with her, <laughs> yeah, probably never heard that. Uh, anyways, I just asked about what kind of gear she was playing, and uh, it said, uh, I'm mainly an acoustic player. Uh, my current go-to is a Martin. Triple Lot 17. Yep. In Black Smoke. That is a good guitar. Yeah. I bet it's better than good. Is it better than good? It's probably real good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, She says, I'm seeking to transition to the electric guitar this year. Mm. Uh, It says, hashtag 2020 goals. I've currently got a Reverend Charger RA, and I've got a Jennings Thinline Navigator in the works. I don't know if she if that means they're being ordered, they're they're being custom made, you know, or, or I think she know. needs a strat. No. <laughs> <laughs> Reverends are a great great guitar, I know yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. Jennings, as are, as Jennings, Jennings are, are as well. Yeah. yeah. I mean great former guest. Go check out the Jennings she podcast. She knows her guitar. Yeah, that's yeah. pretty great. So thanks to Sarah for sharing that and for supporting our show. It means a great deal to us. Thank you, Sarah. Thank you. All right. What is going on in our music world this week. We're going to start with Tony and then head on over to Paul Latefka. Latefka. Um, this week, well, gosh, it's been a couple of weeks. Eh, what's been going on lately? Know, How lately. about that? What's been we happening? Had a little, we had a little holiday break. Yes, we did. Um, so I, I've got my, uh, uh, I don't know if I, if I even talked about this one. Uh, I found a... Uh, oh, finally something new. Thank goodness. I... I found me a guitar. No, this was a um, uh, a husk, meaning you know, just a, a body and neck, mm-hmm. and it was advertised as a '68 uh, Moserite combo. Mm-hmm. But I, I've got it, and uh, Moserites are notoriously difficult to date. So it's it's you almost have to look at features more mm-hmm. more than anything. So this series of guitars, it's their semi-hollow. Uh, version of a, of a it looks like shaped like a Moserite bo- a gu- solid body guitar, but it's a hollow body, and uh, they made them from '66 to '68 or '69. But this one has the features of a '66, which is actually cooler in my book. I mean, I'll take the earlier stuff any day. So I I, I rounded up some uh, some pickups from uh, from the internets, and there's a there was a company out in California called uh, M3. And their their specialty was uh, Moserite replacement pickups. I, they're out of business now, but somebody had them uh, had a, a used set available. So I picked those up and popped them in. And uh, I'm just waiting on a couple of final touches on it. Got to get some knobs and different things like that. But um, it's a, it's a pretty cool guitar, and it went together 
you know, flawlessly. I mean, it was it was pretty quick and easy. Nice. I like projects like that that aren't, you know, just real time time suckers. This one just went together, and uh, it'll be ready to to hit the road, as they say. You know, as far as the pickups goes, Tony. I mean, I think you're you're much better off finding, you know, a set of aftermarket compared to the old. The old ones were just so primitive. Well, it was put together so crazy. It was just Bondo yep. uh, pieces of clear plastic they cut out with scissors. Well, a lot of the glued together. Oh yeah, I mean that, and then that was Moserite's. I mean, they made everything. They made the metal parts. Yeah. They and and you know anybody that has had a vintage Moserite knows they're kind of crudely put together. Very crudely, especially if there's a cover covering the crude. Yes. So the the pickups uh, are are very similar. They're, they're they might as well be P90s. Oh yeah. Except uh, from what I read is the original ones had a wooden bobbin. Yeah. Um, and then, that shouldn't make a ton of difference. No, but you know, it's it's all these little detail-y things. They could be wood, or uh, I've even seen them made out of bondo, like that. Well, plastic, clear plastic, and then bondo glue. Yeah, that the plastic stuck to, and then the screws go through the bondo part. I mean, you would just have to show. Well, put a picture on Facebook. If, yeah, you know, to have everybody look and see, but. Crazy, crazy, like auto, but they was like they were like carp, like auto body parts. Yeah, yeah, that's that's it's very true. Nuts. And and the you know the, the the bigger problem is they are very specific sized. Yeah. And then the rings have to be just a certain size. I mean, I can yep. cut them out of plastic, of course, but these look the part and they work well. Our All buddy I can Curtis Novak also makes a set of these. Curtis too, makes some great ones. I have another set. Probably of Probably high quality. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that, that thing. He makes. That, I mean, well, probably anything that anything is, that comes from him is, <laughs> I'm telling you, is top notch. Yeah, yeah. I, I, you guys are gonna have to forgive me because the whole time you were talking about the wood things and and Bondo and all that stuff, all I could think about was Carl Weathers' fake hand in, <laughs> in Happy Gilmore. Yes, <laughs> that's, 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 it's that's all the, in the hips. <laughs> That's all. A little bit of a tappy. I just saw you guys' mouth moving, and I'm seeing Carl Weathers like, go for it, Happy. <laughs> it's all in the hips. Oh, my God. Anyways. Just tap it in. All Who's right. next, Todd? Uh, Paul, what's going on in your music world this week? Uh, well, I um, I actually just got a new pedal today from another builder, um, uh, Black Hawk Amps. I was talking with him a little bit back and forth, and uh, we did like a gear swap. So he traded me one of his Valkyrie fuzzes, which that sounds um, cool. Cool I names. Haven't yeah, yeah. Blackhawk does cool stuff. He does like a very um, his enclosures are all like really roughly painted and kind of like half destroyed, really like like rough looking, you know, on purpose. And then he uses like either an engraving or an etcher or something and like draw like hand draws all the logos and stuff on there um a lot of like lord of the ring references and stuff ah. um so this yeah he has like mithril stuff and valkyrie fuzz and i think he has a new fuzz out called like a gandalf fuzz or something um so but pretty gnarly looking and uh i'm just, i just got it today which was kind of cool so I'm going to give that a, a crank. It's like a big single knob. Um, just I think this is like a JFET boost. So Wow. It looks like uh, he and Occult Effects should get together. there, And, and they, could, they could start a whole new like <laughs> game thing with rune pedals. 
Yeah, yeah. A lot of his stuff looks like yeah, like Nordic runes and yeah, yeah. that kind of. It's it's pretty neat. I, I like stuff like that. I like stuff that looks you know, not like distressed or whatever, but just like unique. You know, like every everyone's like a little different. So mm-hmm. I, I appreciate that kind of stuff. Yeah. So um, so I got that today, and then um, uh, nothing else really. I got a bunch of speakers sitting. I'm gonna do like some speaker swap. So I nice. got a couple some eminent. Got some Eminence Texas Heats and Swamp things sitting around that I want to throw into a, one of my cabs. I don't know which one yet, but got to figure that. I'm a speaker nerd. I've I've come to the conclusion that out of all the things in your signal chain, mm-hmm. speakers definitely have the most impact on sound, but it just sucks because they're so expensive. So yeah, and and, and it's you know it's kind of a hassle. It's, you can't just like pop in a different pedal, you know. Right. Yeah. Well. Yeah. I mean, pedals are easy, but it's like pickups and speakers. It's like they can get really, really pricey. So. Yeah. So I'll, Especially um, pickups. Yeah. So, anyways. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know anything about that. <laughs> uh, that's cool. And uh, I, you know, did you just start something new? I believe I saw that on the internet. Oh Offering. well, my band is putting out. Well, my band. Um, I've been in a band for the last. I've been. I started that band Undercliff like probably five, six years ago. Okay. And um, we recorded last year at a local studio here. And then um, we took a while to get it mixed because, you know, stuff. Mm-hmm. So, you know, band stuff. Sure. It never works as smoothly as you expect. So uh, we finally got the mixes and mastering back. So we're, uh, we have, it's ready to go. We're just kind of trying to find someone to work with to hopefully release it soon, you know, sooner rather than later this year. Awesome. Awesome. So, um, yeah, that's that's kind of the next big thing. Are you familiar with Ripple Records? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I was gonna say, like, as soon as you you were talking about that, I was like, because I I look at Ripple Records all the time because um, the owner uh, Todd he does a lot of really great posts just for bands in general uh, to help you understand. Oh yeah, I watch all it. those all the little Instagram so videos about yep. yeah, and he's actually read uh, read some of the questions that I've asked him, so that's pretty cool. Uh, so uh, listen, oh, awesome. people out there, if you're in a band and, you know, aside from the, re- the actual recording part and, and all the gear and everything, uh, that's a great place for, you know, to he- literally hear from the horse's mouth. I'm not calling Todd a horse or anything, but uh, uh, you can <laughs> you can get the straight poop on what, you know, how to interact with a label and, and how to get your band in the next step. That's it. Ripple Music, uh, at Ripple Music on Instagram. Go check that out. Learn some things. And thanks to Todd for putting that stuff out for all those who are actually in bands. Whether you like that kind of music or not, yeah, um, it's super helpful. A little bit of knowledge. A little bit of knowledge. I think, I think the things that he says, too, can relate to pretty much any kind of music. You know Absolutely. What I mean? We're approaching a label or just, you know, like telling bands like hey these are the things you should really focus on rather than like the silly superfluous stuff you could actually you know this is the stuff you want to that we're going to look for you yeah. know which is is big you know it is um it, not to get too sidetracked here but uh so the question one of the biggest questions that that I put forth to him was you know if once you get your stuff recorded and um you know a, a lot of a lot of my friends they say they go and get the recording done, and then they put out their own record, and then they're like, man, we can't get any labels interested in us. And I was thinking, there's something wrong with his math here. And so I just said, you know, what's what's the best way to do that? What's the for you, the, What are the best chances you're going to have with a label? And his response was, record it, keep, put, put two songs out, only just no more than two songs, 
out on the internet, on Bandcamp, on Spotify and everything, and then start to court labels. Because right. no label is going to talk to you at all if they don't have any if they don't have something new to 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 release. And I was right. like, well, that's pretty <laughs> that's pretty smart and also sort of like duh, you know, but uh, you know, we're all trying to guess because if you don't know, you don't know. So, I really appreciated that that he uh answered that and that certainly is helping us right now. So, um so there. I've there's some there's a little bit of that stuff for you. Oh, Jared, what's going on in your music world this week? Nothing much? Okay, let's talk about me. So, instead <laughs> of you, uh, because we get plenty of that. Um, so, a few things. And the first thing is that PV amp of mine um, mm-hmm. could not find a pedal to save my life, uh, the Switch pedal. Oh, this story. Yeah. And uh, so, I found one on eBay, and the seller is called Switch Doctor. And I think there's another brand under him, too, and I'm not sure what it is, so I, I don't want to say it. But uh, I guess I pr- may have ordered the wrong one or whatever. I'm not sure. Because uh, this guy will not return <laughs> any messages at all. So he won't return any messages through eBay. won't return any... He won't... do return a message through reverb or his email that i found on a website wow so the doctor is out the doctor <laughs> is out golfing this guy it did not at all uh help me whatsoever so i bought a different brand pedal and it works awesome huh so you see switch doctor and ebay probably want to find something else uh anyway so i brought this <clears throat> or 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 send him a message and ask him about the stuff. Uh, he won't answer back. Okay. So anyway, uh, I brought this 1970 oh early. Gosh. Wait, I'm gonna say, let me 70s. take a picture of this so that people can see this real quick here. Yeah, so I told the story before on a different podcast. Um, bought it when I first got out of the service in 99. Uh, a few years later, sold it to a, a good buddy of mine, and he sold it back to me. And uh, I actually had the top refinished, only the top of, of this guitar, uh, because uh, it was refinished before I got it, and I scraped off all the paint that was on it before that was not even close to being the correct shade of gold. So, of course, I, I had uh, my favorite guy refinish this thing up in Akron, Ohio, Lays, and it turned out perfect. I had him age the top to match the rest of the guitar, which is just, it's crazed. It's its aged just enough to match Tony. Right. It's <laughs> lacquer, all lacquer cracks all over the place. It's just gorgeous. It's crazy. It's just all crazed and all that kind of good stuff. Anyway, so I just brought it in for show and tell. The beauty rings uh, that a lot of these came with, uh, mine did have them, but they filled in the little holes and did not put them back on, and I think it looks way better without them. You mean the trim rings? The trim rings, yep. They're over in the case. Oh. But, uh, yeah, so I said, well, it looks better without the trim rings. So Yeah, those are pretty clean routes. So, I, yeah. yeah, I don't see any reason to put those on. Right. I mean, it just... it just That thing is awesome. It is. It's nice and gold. It's gold head. Paul, I just posted the, the, that to our story. You might want to check that out. <laughs> it's, right. It's pretty sweet. Uh, so, so, uh, I honestly didn't I'm even happy. bring my phone down here. Oh. <laughs> it is nice. beautiful. So. 
Yeah, uh, so, uh, I'm, I'm rolling totally nothing. Wow, no, uh, that's impressive. No phone, I appreciate no that, right actually. <laughs> I try and whenever I'm at home, I try and put my phone away. So, and especially too, like right now, I'm trying to listen to you guys and you know take yeah. everything in. So, yeah, I appreciate no that. Phone. Um, oh, no, no, no. oh, oh, sorry, it's it's it started to fall. So that's what. <laughs> oh, it really did. I no, it really did. did. Yeah. Get, please put that down. No, don't don't lean it put up. It on yeah. the stand. If that no, falls, it's fine. Just be quiet. Oh god. Okay. It's just as soon as you roll back, you're gonna so, shift simple headstock break. Yeah. No big deal. No, it's from the seventies. Those things are tanks. All right, Tony. Put it on the stand. Yeah, that's <laughs> what I was saying. All right. The, okay, the don't break your back. The beautiful the gold top. That is. I mean, honestly, that that's one of the prettiest ones I think I've seen. Yeah, that isn't one, like man. fully super old, distressed looking. Yeah. You know that that's falling apart or anything. It's beautiful. You know, I, I don't I don't get real particular about how I want it. I said just make it just make it match. Just make it look nice. Yeah, that's all I got to say. And they always impress. That's an outstanding job. Nice job, Lay's guitars. Thank you. All right. Uh, <clears throat> what oh, about Todd, you? What about Todd? you? Yeah. Todd, oh, Todd, I almost tell forgot us about all Todd. about you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. Well, I had some fun doing a little extra bit of recording for the record that we're working on right now, and uh, so I came in to uh, to record with with John Finnell here mm. at Relay Recording, and this time, so we we wanted to mix it up, uh, use some different tunes and sounds to get some you know variety and some dynamic on our songs. Screech owl. What did you get a screech? Owl? I did not get a screech owl. Why not? Because Dem- Demi Dash let it fl- let it free. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, that's a, whatever. Anyways, that's another story. So guess what I played through. I played through a 1970 super lead. Super lead. Yeah. Sounded pretty nice. good. That's what which they is do. better John than playing? my last experience with was a Marshall. John playing? <laughs> ah, ha, ha. <laughs> I was playing, um, and uh, it was it was kind of fun because it, you know it's a different when you start playing with you know you have your own gear and you have your own sound and you know yeah. what that sounds like. But then when you throw something else in, it's like, well, what's going to make this actually come alive? And two things did that for us. I was using the, my uh, Gibson Les Paul double cut with Brandon Wound P90s in it. And Gold Sparkle Guard. And Gold Sparkle Guard from, from Guardian. Guardian. It's beautiful. <laughs> and uh, I was running the Greer Moonshot. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Pack. Yeah. And uh, that gave it just like just enough grit, just enough teeth. It was nice. Jeez. So when, uh, we wanted a slightly cleaner thing, but with some teeth, so it wasn't just, you know, layers and layers of, of overdrive and distortion and everything. And then, but we did want to push it a little bit. We threw in the Catalan Bread Dirty Little Secret with the Greer Moonshot, and that sounded good. Hmm. Just saying. Yeah, mm. and then also uh, switched it up and threw in the the Hagstrom uh, Viking. Wow. Yeah, it was great. So you did multiple guitar tracks? Multiple tracks. Um, Playing the same thing, or? Uh, doubled some of the rhythms and did some lead stuff. Not Well, um, I don't know if it's lead bits, just, you know, extra. Sing- single notes. Extra stuff. <laughs> Yeah, don't make me do more than three notes at a time. Three single notes. (laughs) It's not you're not far off. I'm not a wheelie wheelie wee guy. (laughs) But um, anyway, so that's it. I had a had a blast with that. It's fun. This is a great studio, by the way. It is. We are here at Relay Recording, where we're going to be for a little while, um, and you'll probably hear a few promos about it. By the way, if you haven't already, Paul, where can they where can they uh, see your work right now? Uh, I'm 
probably most like a lot of people i'm most active on instagram and um but my website has links to everything else and it's just uh www.plx-fx.com because that's without the F, hyphen letter x yes yep yeah yeah just fx because plx effects all together is some weird japanese like microchip maker or something oh, like weird. that so yeah, it was kind of strange, <laughs> but um, and yeah, then, no, I'm mostly Instagram, so you know, at plx underscore effects on there. Okay, um, so. awesome. Plx underscore the letter F, the letter X. But for now, one, two, one, two, three, four on the floor. All right, Paul Latefka from PLX Effects. What is your four on the floor? So my first four on the floor, uh, I'm going to go in order of signal chain. I don't know if everybody does it like that. That makes the most sense to me, though, um, is I go in, always into a phase 90. I've had a phase 90 on pretty much every incarnation of my board ever since I started playing guitar almost, you know. Um, so I just have the regular MXR phase 90. Um, I read a bunch of mods and stuff to do to them years ago, so I did a bunch of them like the script mod and there's like a resistor mod. I honestly kind of have lost track of the stuff that I've done to it, but um, I've built and bought a ton of other phasers and I always end up going back to that one for one reason or another, I guess. It's, Interesting. Uh, I like it. Yeah, I like it pre-dirt. It's a little uh, less intense that way. I like it to be a little bit more in the background. I don't like it to be super pronounced. Um, See, now so. that's, I was going to ask you about that because that's, that's one of the things that I personally have struggled with uh, the, the, the MXR phase 90 and other sort of, you know, one knob or two knob style, um, uh, phasers that don't have any kind of a volume control or anything, because I find that you turn it on and it's just like, well, there's the phaser, but right. you're controlling it by putting it in the front of the chain. Yeah. I put it in before dirt. Cause I mean, poster, it's like, as soon as you turn it on, you know, it's on. Yeah. Um, and yeah, with the phase 90, putting it poster, you definitely get like that perceived volume drop. Whereas every other phaser I've ever tried or built um, has always had a huge volume jump regardless of where it ends up. And so if it's pre-dirt, it ends up then compressing and adding a bunch of gain, which I may not necessarily want. Mm. And then post, it like has a huge volume jump, which I don't really like either. So for some reason, I don't know why the phase 90 just sits sits just right for for what i you know what i do and how i like it i guess so awesome um, well there's, so that's, a, that's, there's a good yeah, little that's tip. number one yeah and, and like i said so a lot of those mods are really easy to do too like like the the resistor clip mod i forget what it is but there's just a resistor you just cut out um they're not really like intensive so they're a good way to if you just want to try something new and you i mean mxr phase 90s are kind of a dime a dozen you can pick them up used for real cheap so mm -hmm. if you screw it up you know it's not a big deal mm -hmm. so cool um and then out of there, uh, probably a Dunwich Amps pedal, um, the the Volt Thrower. Pretty good friends with Nick. I've known him for about 10 years. He's actually who got me started building pedals. It's a, it's a rat, which is insanely modded, and it runs at 36 volts internally. Whoa. So it's like a super high headroom rat with just a ton of gain. And um, it has like an input cap selector, so you can kind of make it really f like fat and wooly, or you can like tighten it up by, by dialing that back a little bit. That so, sounds um, awesome. Yeah. And, uh, and yeah, it's a fun pedal. How about the color of the sound? Because I, I know that, like, you know, the filter on the rat, is some people really love it, really, they really don't. You know, I, you know I, to be totally honest, I'd have to grab it because I want to say, I think his has, like, a high and a low. I don't uh -huh. think he actually does the Ruitz mod because he kind of takes the rat gain section, but then the EQ side is, like, totally different. Um, mm. it's, it's, 
it's a totally different shape DQ. It's not like a like the Ruitz mod rather than changing like the midpoint. He does like a high and a low control, and I think it actually has a mid control too. So it's it's the EQ section is totally different, but the gain and like kind of the the general voicing of the distortion is is rat based. That's cool. And Volt Thrower, what a great name! That'd be a great name for a band. Yeah. Damn, Volt Thrower. <laughs> Holy mackerel! Yeah. That's a great band name. Somebody take that quick. <laughs> or, uh, and if somebody's out there, that is my band name. What are you <laughs> <laughs> throwing volts? Yes. Somebody in a basement is really mad right now. Yeah, exactly. How about number three? <laughs> Um, so then I get into modulation stuff. Um, I always have a reverb and a delay, and um, my go-to reverb for a long time now has been the Dispatch Master from EQD. Mm-hmm. Um, it replaced, I used an RV3 for a long time, but I got kind of paranoid about losing it or breaking it. And the only thing I found that replaced that that I liked a lot was um, the Dispatch Master. So I use that more kind of for reverb, kind of shorter um, delay stuff, or I mean, shorter reverb stuff. Um, nothing too crazy, but just kind of like an always on reverb. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when I want to get really crazy, I run that out into uh, a Catlin bread echo rec. And I have that set to like a much more crazy, longer, bigger delay sound. So I usually, if I'm turning on the delay, the reverb's already on. So by itself, it might be kind of tame, but when you stack both of them on top of each other, it gets a, a little weird. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, Nice. Okay. Number four. Uh, well, so the Echo Rec. <laughs> oh, I, oh so, I thought you were saying, yeah. okay, that was uh, if you wanted to get crazy. Okay. So yeah, Echo Rec. Gotcha. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah, look so, at me yeah, so I, not catching that one. <laughs> slipped it right by me. Yeah. No, I always have like a reverb and a delay. And like I said, those two have been kind of always on my board. Um, I might rotate in. I actually usually like to have two reverbs and two delays, but those ones are always the constants. Mm-hmm. And I'll have the echo rec set to like a more crazy, like I said, big drowny. Like if I'm ending a song on a big chord and I want it to just drown out for, you know, a minute, I'll flip that on and then just mute everything else and let it, you know, go crazy for a little while. And um, like I said, use the dispatch master kind of just as like an always on nice little like like a tighter reverb. Gotcha. Gotcha. All right. It's all making sense to me now, man. Well, that's a tidy little four on the floor. Um, I, I think uh, it's not exactly what, when we think of some, like the, you know, the style of music that I'm assuming that you're, you're playing um, based on uh, a lot of the stuff that you're making and, and things that you're into uh, is, I don't know that you'd look at those four and say, oh, that equals this heavy music. Yeah, I think like especially on the reverb sides and stuff, uh, I definitely have a lot of influences from like kind of more post rock mm-hmm. stuff. Like I like those types of tones, so I I like um, like Russian circles, which isn't really post rock, but kind of that more like out there, you know, melodic, but like very reverb heavy, soaked stuff as opposed to the more kind of straight ahead like groove stuff. Yeah. Um, so I like a lot of reverb. Like I said, I usually have two verbs and two delays on my like live board so wow. I can kind of pick and choose. That's know? that's kind of a cool idea. I, th- I don't know how many people um, that, that aren't in necessarily like reverb-soaked bands, but just even be able to say, hey, I'm going to either like boost or double this a little bit or just switch it depending on like if you're switching a guitar or maybe uh, you've got a, a, a different kind of pedal combo going that a particular reverb likes to play with better. I think reverb and, and delay are often those things is that you just say, well, that's the one that I have. 
you know, unless unless you're yeah. in, unless you're in a band that that plays like you know you've got I've seen you know it's a couple people with like three or four of them like why what what so that's because I don't I mean how many guys deal. have DL fours that's effectively you know that's like four sure. delay pedals in one and I mean tons of people use that thing so, yeah absolutely you know. Well, cool, man. Thanks for sharing that. Um, we're going to get into all about Paul. That's what this section is called. <laughs> <laughs> I felt like it needed a... Da, da, ba, da, da, da. All about it's Paul. all about Paul. Uh, oh, about founder, Paul. owner, <laughs> builder, PLXFX. Um, and uh, you have got... You sent us a couple of pedals that um, were... Man, you got big thumbs up all across the table here. Jared was trying to chew the mic off to tell us how much he liked them. Oh yeah, (laughs) see, (laughs) I'm not, uh, I'm not a big fuss guy, but that one, that one is. You're kind of fuzzy. One of the better for like, there's, there's the the. the B for what, what? So let let's talk about what we have on the table here. Tony yeah, Bologna, yeah, do yeah. do us the honors here. That would be uh, number one is the illumination. The illumination, and that's that's a bass fuzz. Is that the bass fuzz? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's the that's the bass fuzz version. Basically, the guitar version and the bass fuzz version are almost the same. It's the same distortion side, except on the bass, I added in a clean blend and a tone control, whereas the other one just has the gain and the volume control. Right. So it's not going to make your guitar sound like a bass. No, oh, no, no. Yeah. It does sound good, though. Yeah, it does sound very I good. I played, yeah. Yeah. All right, yeah. what's next, Tony? Number two is the Drugen. The Drugen. Yes. Overdrive. Overdrive pedal. Yep. And? This was, this is the, is this the B plus that we no, have? that's the B plus oh, over there. No. The, yeah. Oh, wait. The, the Illumination, illumination is, the B, is, the is the B plus. Okay, for the bass. That's yes. what it stands for. Right. Yeah. Ah, uh, okay. So the Drugen is the Overdrive. And then is and it, then your mic is is somewhere there it is there on it is this side of yeah. the room. Um, this is the do you say it the foom fuzz or the I fum say fum f u m just fum yeah I'm I'm trying to keep stuff as phonetic as possible. Like I hurt <laughs> I hurt my fum. <laughs> is that is that so. as a result of being in a Polish family or? <laughs> but believe it or not, it's it's just it. It's a, it's two things. Number one, it's muff backwards. Um, not very uh, inventive. Uh, you just drop the other F, and then it, it also stands for some bad words. But I'll leave uh, that. fum. You yeah. should have put two M's at the end. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't even honestly. I don't even know where it came from. I think I just called it that one day for fun, and then I I was talking to my art guy, and I was like, yeah. He's like, so what's this one going to be called? And I was like, uh, I guess the fum fuzz. You know, I don't know. Huh. It's How a lot that? of fun. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I do like the idea of a, of somebody doing a pedal line called Fee Fi Fo Fum. That that you know ah. that'd be kind of interesting. Oh. I like it thematic could be very things. Large pedals. Yeah, extra large. large. Smell the blood yeah. of an um, Englishman. <laughs> so I was uh, personally surprised. I you know based on style of music, uh, I thought that these you know were just going to be like big giant monster drowning. And soaking in distortion and it's not what I gore got. and everything, and uh, man, that Drugen especially that sounded outstanding. And I was and I just yeah. went through my Supro straight in. I didn't have any other pedals uh, connected to it. I just went uh, uh, P90 Drugen and Supro, and it sounded outstanding. It had so much range on it. Um, you and you know, great. 
I yeah, I played these through my orange AD30 mm-hmm. and all of the pedals sounded fantastic. Yeah. Really good. Especially and they the look fuzz. great too. I couldn't believe how good this sounded through the orange. It's yeah. just really good. Yeah. I actually have an eighty one forty. That's funny. That's one of okay. my test amps, so that's cool. No wonder. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. We'll we'll dip a little bit further into what each one of those does. But we want to hear a little bit about you know the guy who's making them. Uh, how how does how does one end up with a, a great line of drives that such as yours? Where did this all start? Um, well, like I said, I mentioned Nick from Dunwich. Um, I've known him for about ten years. We met on like in a an internet forum. We met on Harmony Central back in the like late 90s probably early 2000 aughts or whatever wait we all just thought of uh, what's harmony a, central harmony uh harmony central boards yeah, the old, uh, yeah the, no but the dating site e harmony <laughs> tony and i hey, just guys. looked at each other and we're like what <laughs> like oh okay that's cool the, the, it's, it's 2020 guys yeah, come on. Nothing wrong with that yeah come on. The, does hey, you want to talk about guitars <laughs> <laughs> does anyone anybody still use I, harmony central I, maybe everybody's already oh, married i, I mean I, I remember back it's like in the 15 day, years ago yeah if you had questions that's where you went yeah well Anyways, I mean, back before, yeah, back before they took it over, like, I mean, I've, I had been on that site, I think since I was like about 15 or so. Um, I mean, going back into the nineties in the early days of the, the web interwebs. Yep. And, um, and, and I just, you know, you'd go on there and you'd see kind of cool stuff that you didn't see every day and, you know, like the Peters amps and the kind of oddball amps. And, um, so there was uh, an effects forum and in the effects forum, there was a, a doom room and, um, Nick was in there and a couple other guys were in there. And um, so it turned out that Nick actually went to, he grew up in the town next to me and went to college in Connecticut. And I was like, oh, you're in Connecticut. That's cool. So um, me, him, and a couple other people that were in Connecticut kind of started meeting up every now and again, just hanging out and, you know, like barbecuing and, you know, or just going out to shows or whatever. And um, so I made friends with Nick and he had been already building at that time, um, amps mainly. And then, um, so I would get these wacky ideas for pedals and be like, Hey, like, you know, can you build me a pedal that'll do, you know, this. And so, you know, after bothering him too much, Nick was kind of like, well, how about I just give you the PCB and you build it? And I was like, <laughs> okay, I'll give it a shot. So I, I think I just annoyed him enough where he was like, here, like this will either shut him up or he'll learn something. Yeah. So, um, nice. Uh, yeah. So he gave me a couple of PCBs and, um, I put together I mean, my first pedal ever was a, a clone, I think, from um, Guitar Gadget, uh, GGG, Guitar General Guitar Gadgets. Mm-hmm. Um, and then once I did that, I felt confident enough to, you know, Nick gave me some PCBs. I built those and then um, just kind of started from there. And then he showed me how to use Eagle CAD and how to, you know, draw out a schematic and then do the placements, which I'm still, that's definitely not my strong suit. I'm not on the engineering side of this stuff is not my forte. I'm uh I'm a much better like get my hands dirty, build stuff, drill holes, solder stuff, burn my face and eyelashes, <laughs> you know. That that's more me than the, the you know, part. hey, like Yeah, you know, I I've 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 been in trades since I was a kid, you know what I mean? Um yeah. I went to tech school and stuff, so I've always been more on the hands-on, like even with my guitars, you know, rewiring them, resoldering them, you know, breaking stuff and figuring out like why I broke it. <laughs> um, so kind of out of necessity, I just started building and then, you know, uh, I would just take ideas from this and then combine them with that. And, you know, kind of the same thing that everybody else does, just you know, kind of a curiosity thing and, uh, 
kind of a question of like, hey, like, can I do this? Like, will this work? You know, and then just, you know, you just kind of keep going and making stuff that I want, you know what I mean? And that's kind of what I think, I think that's what everybody does, you know, kind of like with music and pedals and guitars and anybody who makes anything, you know, they kind of just make stuff that they like and hopefully somebody else digs it, you know? So you had no electronic experience before doing this? Nothing beyond like wiring guitars and the basic, I mean, I have electrical, some basic electrical knowledge, but yeah. nothing and nothing electronics and Ohm's law was a mystery to me until I kind of got into the pedal building world. So. Hmm. Tony, let's start building pedals. <laughs> Sounds great. Like I great. I, yes. I know my way around a soldering iron. Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah. Wow. That, so yet again, we have somebody who's successfully running a pedal business that didn't, you know, start out being a... Uh, an electronics, you know, genius. Yeah. And these sound really good too, which is a plus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Seriously. Sure. I, yeah. So, I mean, it's funny though, in talking to people who are like super knowledgeable, like guys like Nick and uh, name drop John Snyder. Yeah. Um, Drake. Drake. Uh, you know, the, even the, a lot of those guys, like Nick's, Nick will tell you flat out, Nick has a, a doctorate in EE and he'll tell you that 99.99% of what he's learned has absolutely nothing to do with pedal <laughs> yeah. building. Right. Like, you know, they're, they're, you know, obviously the basics are there. You kind of get the the background and maybe you can wrap your head around certain ideas faster. Yeah. But it, a lot of it has nothing to, you know, pedal building and amp building is totally a different different beast yeah i think our our pal mike trombley uh, who's former co-host on the show and, and frequent guest um shout out to mike hope he's doing all right yeah um, buddy. he uh, he actually took his electronic degree i think he got it based on um audio and 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 how it can apply to audio which is i guess pretty smart considering he's like hey i'm making i'm making pedals and i'm doing electronics Maybe I should do that instead of learn how to make radar or something. <laughs> I don't know. Um, so you were now. Were you always really into the sort of, you know, I don't want to call it, uh, you know, doom, but just uh, heavier music. Yeah, I mean, I definitely grew up listening to faster stuff than what I listen to and play now. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I grew up. Uh, I think I was in fifth grade and I like discovered Pantera and I was like, oh man. <laughs> and so then from there it just got like progressively faster and heavier and then um uh probably in the last like 10 years or so i kind of got more well like the first i've been going to concerts and stuff since i was i don't know 13 or 14 and mm -hmm. i mean i can't even begin to count how many shows i've been to but i remember the first couple times seeing like kind of slower heavier bands and like getting that chest rumbling bass and stuff that that just made me appreciate that so much more. And I was like, man, that's kind of what I want to do. So I would like go home and, you know, turn my amps up to as loud as they would go at the time. And, um, you know, just kind of try and mimic that and uh -huh. just playing big open chords and big heavy stuff like that. So, but I started out fast. I mean, um, one of my, one of my first real pedal was the Spiritus, which is based on an Ampeg uh, VH140C, which is like the death metal amp from like the nineties. A lot of the Morris sound guys, like, um, suffocation and dying fetus those guys all use that amp and that amazed me that no one had ever turned that into a pedal so that was kind of my first foray into pedal building and it took a long time and a lot of working with nick because i didn't really know what i was doing um and trial and error to get that sound but yeah that sound is much more like a fast like death metal grind sound right right um and so. now 
when I think for when I try to kind of put these things together and this kind of goes back to when I said, Oh, awesome. I'm going to open up these pedals and I don't know if they're going to sound good with the gear that I have or the type of music that I want to play. Um, when you are building for specifically, I, I'm, you know, based on your tendencies, I know you're probably leaning a little bit more towards building for that kind of music. Is that a, a correct assumption? Um, yes and no. Uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, I guess, but it's like funny because I feel that. I mean, if it sounds good, it sounds good. You right. know what I mean? And right. it's like if I'm playing low gain stuff with the volume rolled back, like it should sound cool. And then when you turn it up and dime it through, you know, like a JMP or something, it should sound cool too. You know what I mean? So yeah. I guess, I, I guess, I guess it's definitely geared towards heavier stuff, but I, I think a lot of that has to do with the player and the rest of the gear too, you know? Right. So, well, I think that it's important that you point that out instead of us because that was the experience that we had. Um, and that, you, you know, you're able to provide something that, you anybody that picks us up can plug it in and, and whatever they're playing yeah. and it's going to sound really good so i think that that's like it's kind of a misconception we talked about this when we had al from occult effects on because mm-hmm. he's you know he's a he's a super sweet guy but you know we go to the shows <laughs> and we'll probably see a similar thing coming up here this week um but uh you know you go to a guitar show and you know, there's a lot of silvers, silver hairs still out there with their super expensive, you know, collection of Gibsons and everything. And then you got a mixed bag, all kinds of everybody. But out of all those people, the then you have Al with, you know, his, his like his altar. offering like <laughs> omen table, with, you know, it's like, That's the greatest it's, thing. Like, it's like he's got Rosemary's baby or something <laughs> underneath the, the table. <laughs> And, you know, candles and skulls and stuff. And I said, hey, Al, you, you might, it might help to, to, to soften that approach a little bit so that, you know, people can, you know, but it, not, in a, not in a way of like, hey, don't be yourself. Um, but right. uh, I said, how's it going? He's like, man, nobody's checking out my stuff. And I'm like, well, <laughs> I think they're scared. Um, yeah, it's, it's funny because I definitely, you know, kind of had that in mind when naming the pedals and stuff like that and and i definitely the in general the circles i run with like you know you could name a pedal whatever you want and people would not absolutely care and it could be you know the absolutely most disturbing you know horrible thing and people wouldn't care but i also didn't want to like limit myself by like you know i just i I like stuff that could and like you said, anybody could put it on their board and it wouldn't matter if it was like, you know, a dude playing in like a cover band or, you know, somebody playing in a church or like I just I don't really care. I mean, if if artwork I don't know, it, to me the pedal should trump the artwork and whatnot, but mm-hmm. that's not always the case. And some people do get turned off by pedals. There was there was a big huge thing um the Electro Foods guys just posted about uh a guy on the the gear page, um like basically called them out and was like, who are these nobodies with their horrible looking pedals and blah, blah, blah. And and it was like, what's the point of that? Uh, Well, he was, it was, it was like a thread about like resale value and stuff and talking about like, you know, um, somebody was complaining about how they had like a handful of pedals that were considered boutique and they weren't selling. And the guy's like, well, what are they? And so he listed off some of the brands and 
somebody else was like, well, I've never heard of any of those brands. And just from looking at their pedals, like I could understand why nobody would want them because they look stupid and they have Ooh. horrible names and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Yeah. And it was, it was just kind of one of those things. It was just like, wow, that's, that's kind of rough. You know, that is. Yeah. It sounds but, like he needs to stick with boss pedals. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, usually that doesn't make the person look good when they, you know, cast a rain cloud over someone else's gear. Yeah. Oh, I mean, I, I would play, you know, a bright pink guitar with purple knobs on it. Like, sure. I don't care. Like, I don't know. It's, I, I'm, I'm very much, even like with my band and stuff, I try and not put on like a, uh, you know, uh, I don't know, an aura or something like, oh, like, oh, I'm so doomed. Like, uh, like, you know, <laughs> hey, I, yeah. I, I've said for a long time that I enjoy a lot of activities, but a lot of times the people associated with said activities are kind of lame. Yeah. So it's I don't like people that feed into like a scene or you know feel like they need to look a particular way or talk or sound a particular way to to like fit in. It's like you know I, like lose me with all that noise. You know like, like yeah. taking Fago to an insane clown posse concert. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> That's a thing you have to do if you go to the. Oh, is that a drink? An That's insane a drink, clown? Right? Yeah, Fago pop. Yeah, I don't you know. Have, you, you have to take the drink, that particular drink yeah. to that concert because you, I don't know, it goes all over the place or something. Well, they, yeah, they, they throw about 5,000 bottles of it at the crowd at each show or so. Yep. Yeah. Mm. Oh, well. A little bit but. from, uh, I didn't know you were going to drop that one on us there, Jared. Yeah. Um, I'm surprised you didn't know about I, that one. Th- we got a juggalo enough, in the house, apparently. That's, that's, <laughs> that's not the first instance that that's been brought up on the show, oddly enough. I know that for a fact. Yes. Um, yeah. Well, no, you the point that you're making I think is is the one that that uh I, I think we we're echoing and and I think it's one thing for us to say it it's another thing to hear that from you um because uh, you know, I when we find something awesome, we want to be able to share it and pretense shouldn't have a place in sound. If it sounds good, then play it. If you don't like the sound, then don't play it. But it doesn't. It shouldn't matter to your point what it looks like. Um, uh, now, I think there's a difference if you are saying no. I'm deliberately making some of these things so that it will not only sound good with that style of music, but maybe you know you have some things that you're doing that actually really enhance that kind of thing, which is totally cool too. Um, so yeah or i mean or you might be going for a specific demographic which is totally fine like that's you know if like i mean like the blackhawk stuff i was talking about earlier like those pedals definitely are not for everybody in terms of looks like you know but like me personally i dig it so you know i like them but like i said i i could absolutely care less what a pedal looks like i mean i that has no bearing i mean functionality and 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 that you know in with guitars too i mean functionality and comfort and stuff trump everything else you know yeah. Um, well, and you've done a hell of a job with your aesthetics. I mean, they I love the way that they look. They look um they're they're, you know, you've branded them very well. When you see them all in a line, you're like, yeah, you know that's what brand, a brand. It is. That's great. Yeah. And the nice that's all, that's awesome you guys knobs say that. when you, you know, the pots are nice and you know what I'm saying? They don't they're not just Yeah, super good quality stuff. Everything about it just screams quality. Yeah. I love these things. Yeah. They're re- yeah, really they're they're, they're they're powder coated, and then um, I have a local guy who's a, a laser etcher. So it's the entire enclosure start out as one solid color, and then his laser etches away whatever you know is not supposed to be there, like the negative. So I mean, the paint and whatnot is it's as good as however the pow- good the powder coating is. So right. um, so it's it's kind of a different way. Everything has to be monochromatic, so they kind of have a, a specific look. Yeah, 
but you know, it, it makes things easy for me because it's kind of like a Ford thing. Like I just buy black enclosures, and you know, that's it. Yeah. Well, and they're yeah. you know they're easy to use too. It doesn't uh, you don't have to sit there and you know spend too much time figuring it out. In fact, that's one of the things that I actually really enjoyed doing with these is going oh, now. Okay, I know this is an overdrive, but there's six knobs on it, so let's well, let's have some fun here. <laughs> well, the names of the knobs of the controls just make sense, and they were very familiar, and it yeah. was easy to figure out. Yeah, Indeed. the Jurgen the Jurgen has. It, it's a really like amp like pedal, and it's funny because like you guys were saying that it it's very reactive to the player. I feel like, and it's really reactive to like the amp that it's plugged into. If you take it and like, I've never well, I've I've played supers at shows before, but I've never used one like extensively. Uh-huh. But you know, if you plug it into something like that versus you know, if I plug it into like the eighty one forty or something, it's going to sound different. You right. know, right? It's just going to flavor it, but. You know, it has when you roll back the volume and stuff on it. That's the thing that kind of surprised me is when I put my pedals when other people play them in front of me, and then they start doing stuff that I didn't think to do, and it works. And I'm like, oh wow, that's kind of cool. <laughs> yeah, you know. Uh, so let's see where uh, from here. You, you got a pretty solid range of stuff. Where, where do you thinking that you're going to start? Uh, you know, meandering uh, with your new builds. Yeah. What about delay? Yeah, I've I've actually been working on a delay now for a little while. I've got like a trem idea that I'm working on a trem slash um, uh, what is it like a trem slash phaser kind of. So I'm definitely kind of trying to get away a little bit from the distortion stuff. It's just it's it's a big jump in my little pea brain to go from distortion circuits to the modulation type effects and um, and like the FV one based stuff. Um, for for reverbs i have i have like a digital delay like a pt 2399 base delay that i've been working on for a while but it's it's so much harder um to get those things right because like i said i'm not a good on the engineering side so i have to like kind of figure out what i want to change and then run it by people smarter than me and then they kind of guide me and say hey we'll try this hey try that you know Mm -hmm. and so it's it's a little bit longer of a process because like i said that's not my my forte my forte is just you know like I said, drilling holes and you know playing loud music. <laughs> That's what I'm good at. So, <laughs> well, you know, in the circle that you're in musically, and we're talking about some of the heavier stuff. Um, I guess you know, for lack of better terms, would you call it uh, doom? Oh, what like what I play? Yeah, yeah. I mean, doom's a very good umbrella term. There's lots okay. of different you know things, but yeah, that's fine. That's, yeah. yeah, in that genre of music, do you think that there is something? that is that is lacking or that 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 people haven't said why are we uh why aren't we using this kind of particular sound or effect that you think you might be able to inject wow that's a really good question um you know i kind of nerd out with a a lot of doom guys are gear nerds because they like you know the big giant amps and the big pedal boards and stuff and usually it's not whole sounds that people are saying are lacking but it's kind of like nitpicky stuff where Mm -hmm. and that's where the illumination came from so um there's a local band here in new england called black pyramid who have been around for a really long time and they're regionally really well known um you know they're regionally touring they toured in europe just this summer and stuff like they're a pretty well-known band and um we played a show with them and the 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 singer and guitarist um 
you know, me and him were just nerding out about pedals and gear. And, you know, he had like this old hand wired, uh, I think it was an OR 80 amp and stuff. And we were just talking about, you know, gear. And, um, he was like, yeah, you know, I use, uh, a disc plus, but here's all the things that I hate about it. You know, would those be something that you could fix? And I said, well, yeah, let me give it a shot. So then that's where the illumination plus came from. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, it's, I find like more, so it's just not really large chunks of effect, like, or a general category. It's more so just kind of like little things. So, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And you fix those and then kind of cool stuff happens sometimes. Interesting. So, yeah. yeah, for whatever reason, I I feel like something that has that that you know, like um, if you take your like the thumb and it had like a synth um, sort of mode to it, the combination of like heavy heavy overdrive. When I hear it personally, okay, I'm not talking about like you know Depeche Mode synth or anything. Tony's <laughs> giving me this face, but there's <laughs> that when you when you overdrive something, you start to get overtones and harmonics that kind of just sound like, you know, a different sound other than this sounds like an overdrive and this sounds like a fuzz. And uh, to me, those start to sound, all they can sound almost synthy in a way because they, they'll they drone and they have these overtones. And, and uh, Maybe it could be the overfuzz. Oh, my gosh. Anyways, that's what, I, you know, because I know all about that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's kind of what, like, the FZ2 is known for, you know, the... Um uh, Nick from Dunwich just put out a pedal uh, called the Witchfinder, which is like a super heavily modded FZ2 uh, made to get the uh, uh, like you know the tones of the FZ2, and that has like an octave effect to it, like crazy. You know what I mean? Yeah. So those those definitely when you get into the heavy distortion, you know, I definitely think that those those types of things definitely definitely lend themselves to the, like the single note riffing kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. You know? so. Yeah. I, I've been able to give Tony three big middle fingers every time he's giving me the the, 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 the dowdy, stinky face. Like, that was stupid, Todd. Why did you say that? Uh, so thank you for vindicating me a few times tonight, Paul. No, no problem. <laughs> I mean, I do have, you know, I, sometimes I say stupid things and I, I, I don't know everything, so I have to guess. But if I don't speak up, then who knows? Who knows? You know? Nobody would know. Yeah. They tell right you are. <laughs> uh, well, cool, man. Uh, now, is there anything else that you have going on in your world that you want to share? I mean, nothing really specifically. I mean, just keep an eye on my Instagram. I, I like to do runs of pedals and um, I'm not big on like the pre-order type stuff. I'm not a big fan of that model of like, hey, buy this pedal and in four months I'll send it to you. Right. Um, I try and kind of keep at least a couple of everything on hand. Um, so, uh, you know, usually I have stuff. Um, if I don't, most people, I, I'll, I'll mark it as, you know, sold out on my website and then people usually email me and I'll let them know like, hey, they'll be ready to go and a week or two or three or whatever. Um, but no, I mean, and then, you know, I, I do some, um, like kind of custom stuff because of my relationship with the laser etcher I have. Mm-hmm. Um, what's really nice is I can do small custom runs. Like if somebody wants a custom enclosure. So, um, for example, um, I'm friends with the guys in come to grief, which is the reincarnation of the nineties, super heavy sludge band grief. And, um, they, John, the singer and guitarist, um, wanted one of my Spiritus pedals, and he was like, "Hey, can you put grief artwork on it?" And I was like, "Yeah, sure." That's cool. So, yeah, so my my laser etcher, you know, I can kind of make something up in um, in Photoshop and then give it to my laser etcher, and you know, it, the turnaround time is really quick, and it's not, you know, I don't have to print eighty thousand screen printed enclosures, you know, like, right? Like, so 
So that's kind of cool. It kind of gives me a, a, some flexibility. I mean, it's once again, you know, it's monochromatic. It's kind of its own thing, but you know, it allows me to do kind of custom little one-off stuff for people. And, you know, and I'm always down for that. Um, I've done Spiritus, uh, rack mount enclosures, which is, wow. Uh, yeah. Um, like I said, the Ampegs, it's funny. It's, it's a pretty sought after amp and they've been discontinued for man, probably 20 or 25 years now. Um, so they're getting harder and harder to find. And even when you do get old ones like mine, I still have an original one. And mine, like the volume kind of, once you're playing for more than 15, 20 minutes, the volume starts to cut in and out a little bit. And it gets a little weird. Mm-hmm. Um, just because, you know, it's a 30-year-old amp. So um, I've had people contact me and say, hey, like, can you build this in a rack mount enclosure so I can just throw a power amp underneath it and just carry it around like that? And so I've done that. Um you know, my, the guy who does my art, uh, his name is Jeff, uh, Jeff May. He's super, super talented, uh, visual artist and graphic artist. He, um, I asked him, I'm like, Hey, can you make me spiritus artwork for a rack? And he was like, yeah, sure. And then I etched it. And, um, if you go back in my Instagram, you could see it and it came out really like it came out. It, some of the stuff that ha- like comes out, it surprises me even how well it translates, you know, I'll see it, you know, in a file and then etch it and it just looks awesome. That's awesome. Uh, yeah, it's always a nice feeling when I, I kind of look at it. And I'm like, oh, I don't know how this is going to come out. And then, <laughs> and then I get it and I'm like, oh, cool. It, it looks nice. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I've built them into into those. And I actually plan um, to offer that as like a regular special order for people. Um, so, you know, I mean, that that's really it. It's just like I said, if there's a pedal of mine that interests you, um, but you want like, you know, your band graphic on it or something like I can do that. It's not that big a deal. That's um, so that's cool. cool. That's yeah. super cool, man. It's like the, like the barefoot buttons. Kind of, yeah, yeah. Except different. Yeah. Except different, except they're buttons. <laughs> so we so we talked about amps. We talked about pedals. How about guitars? What's what's your main uh yeah. your main rack? I am a I am a huge fan of, of I am a huge fan of Balaguer guitars. Um I've been friends with Joe for uh probably about five, six years. And um he's a builder out of Pennsylvania and um like, you know, I just made friends with him and I really like his Hyperion shape, which is kind of like a Gibson RD or like a, like a Explorer light, I guess, like a rounded Explorer. Mm-hmm. And, um, so I picked up, uh, one of his, I got it as a semi-custom. So he offers semi-customs, which allow you to basically spec out almost a completely custom guitar based on his body shapes and the pricing of it works out to be half of what it would cost other people to do um so the the trade-off is is that he um they're produced in in korea to his specs by you know a luthier team of about 10 guys which some people frown upon and they're like oh you know it's not built by hand you know by joe you know um but it allows you to get the exact guitar you want with the exact specs you want for very little money in comparison to something else equivalent so um so i have a hyperion baritone that's 28 and a half inch scale um it's uh a spalted maple top or yeah spalted maple with a mahogany body and then a five-piece neck um with an ebony board and like i said like that's exactly what i wanted you know um so no one no one else makes that guitar like i can't go anywhere and buy that off the rack you mm-hmm. know so um so i got that and then i had an i had another uh baritone build from him and then i own two of his like kind of more regular production guitars and then um i'm 
kind of close to buying a bass from him just for ha-has, but yeah. <laughs> so yeah, Balaguer Guitars has been my go-to and Joe's just, he's absolute nicest dude ever and um, I've done Nam with him a couple times and he's just a really nice guy and very cool and like I said, it's, you know, I, I like I like buying gear from people that, you know, I could be friends with, you know what I mean? Um, like we were talking about certain pedals or whatever might turn people off. The biggest thing with me is kind of just people's attitude. Like if I hear a builder on on a podcast or if I see a builder like posting stuff that, you know, your personality says a lot to me. And luckily there's the majority of people that I run into like at, you know, just through anything to do with pedals, you know, everybody's really pretty cool. There's not a lot of jerks. Um, so, I mean, you guys had some tone jerks on. I know that. Yeah. <laughs> ah. Cool cool guys, for sure. Yeah. So, so, I need to, uh, with that, with with the guitars you use now, what was the first guitar you actually owned that you started on? Uh, it was a JCPenney Sinsonic, which <laughs> I have no idea yes. who made those, but yeah, it was a JCPenney Sinsonic, like, Strat copy. Yes. Um, that my parents got me for Christmas when I was like 12, I think. Yeah, but you know you were excited when you opened that thing up, man. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, I totally, that was like <laughs> the awesome. thing. That's yeah, cool. Yeah, that was, that was my first guitar. And I went through like pointy stuff, like when I was in my more like metal phase, you know, BC I had Rich. A, and I never got into BCs, actually. I was more an ESP and a ja uh, Jackson guy. Jackson and okay. ESP back in the day. Those were kind of my yeah. go-tos. And then okay. I've had, you know... SGs. I have the only non-Balaguer. I own two non-Balaguer guitars right now. Uh, one is a Gibson Gothic uh, Les Paul, mm -hmm. which I just got just because, you know, just because. Mm -hmm. And um, and then I have a Rickenbacker uh, 4003 uh, bass. So, oh, okay. yeah. I have, with the bass, I just wanted to get, I was like, let me get one bass so I'll never, ever want another bass again. <laughs> yeah. And that <laughs> was the one. That'll do it. So. Yeah. yeah. So I just went to to purchase your Fum Fuzz and they don't exist to purchase anywhere. Yeah. So the Fum Fuzz is getting rehashed right now. That's why it's technically unavailable. Um, I have some out to have some demos done um, because I kind of changed the circuit up a little bit. I made it louder. Um and then I also created a bass-friendly version with a clean blend. Uh, so I got that in the hands of some, you know, good demo people because my demos tend to be really, really simple and quick and not that great. So I wanted to try and kind of create a little buzz about it first and then kind of re-release it officially and get, you know, some feedback. You know, I like getting pedals in people's hands and, tell, you know, having them tell me like, hey, like, I like this. I don't like this. Can you do this? So that was one of the one of the things about the fum fuzz that I I personally didn't like is I always felt like it was a little too quiet, which can happen with muffs because you know they have that tonal characteristic. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's why it's technically unavailable. But it's only because I'm kind of revamping it and trying to get you know cool. some good demos out there and stuff. So, yeah, I'm always open. You know, if if somebody mm -hmm. doesn't like something about the pedals, I always prefer to hear that. Than oh no, just, the, the last thing you're going to hear from me is a complaint. He, yeah, he's been oh, gushing okay. about it. So oh, okay, <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I, I I'm one of those people that I don't hold myself to any you know high horse or whatever. If if somebody has something, as long as it's you know actually founded in legitimacy, then I'm totally cool with constructive criticism. You know Can I mean? you make I'm, it in a different color? 
Yeah. <laughs> no, I want one of these now. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah. You're not going to hear any criticism. Yeah. The, Can uh, you do a purple sparkle one? Right. That's well, where he draws well, a line. With mammoth clothes now, that's going to kind of be tough. That's the one thing that sucks about mammoth clothing yeah. is a lot of the oddball colors and stuff you could always get from them. So. Yep. Too oh, true. Well. Yeah. Paul, we thank you so much for sharing all that backstory. Very cool to hear. And um, we love exposing people to new builders. Uh, not that you are a new builder, but there are people that are not familiar. That's what I mean. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, and I'm totally cool with that. You know, there, there's definitely bigger, bigger dues out there. But I kind of, you know, I... I do I do what I do for me more so than anybody else and my friends and I feel like you know I feel like a lot of my customers are friends so that's cool you know what I mean yeah. so well that's what yeah. we try to put the spotlight Absolutely. on here at, at the old guitar knobs yes all right Jared well it's been a while ladies and gentlemen but now it's time for <laughs> it hasn't you... been a while to them they've had constant updates we it's been a, we took a break Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for... <laughs> Why does he have to be so mean to you? I'm not. I'm. <laughs> now he's got to do it third time. Third time's a charm. Okay. Now it's time for... <laughs> Would you rather... What the dickens is going on there? All right. This week's Would You Rather is brought to us by Corey1215 on Instagram. Would you rather play the best clean tone ever for the rest of your life or the best dirty tone ever? So you got to choose the best of dirty or the best of clean. That's exactly what you just said. That's exactly it. That It's the simplest would you rather Wait, yet can in I the get history this straight? of would you rather. You can either play the, clean, the best clean or the best dirty. No, that's not, that's not what he said. He oh. said... You can play the best clean, oh. or you can play the best dirty. Oh, that makes sense. Yes. Now. Okay. Oh, okay. Thank you. <laughs> okay. Now, I, I think just for schlitz and wiggles here, we should sl we should say uh, that uh, you don't get you don't get pedals, so you can't go. Well, I'm taking clean because then I can have all the pedals. It's I just want. a guitar it's plugged just, through an amp. That's it. That's all you get. All right. For the rest of your life. For the rest of your life. Mm. All right. Mr. Bologna. Well, since I will go first and inevitably will be the only one that chooses this, <laughs> and everyone else will just make me feel bad about myself, uh -huh. yep. I'm going to go with the best clean sound ever because, you know, really that's, you know... No, sure. What else are you going to play a Rick through? You don't well, make it easy for me to agree with you. I don't want you to agree with me if you don't want to agree, even though I'm right. <laughs> no, I, I, you know, I mean, my, the style of music that I play predominantly lends yeah. itself to that but a good clean tone can be a very useful thing agreed mm. cuts, agreed cuts through all that fuzzy stuff yes <laughs> okay jared <laughs> yeah this is not an easy one as simple no, as it not. is it's it's deceptive yeah. choose wisely yes. meat hopper well it'd be easy if i were making a decision if i were 89 years old but since I'm 42, what? well, the rest of your life With when you're 89 from is all very of the long. other variables. All right, all right. Um, oh, the heck with it. I'll just. I'm gonna go clean. Yay! The best clean tone ever. I have to. Someone agreed with me. Yeah. All right. Best clean tone ever. Best clean tone ever. Okay. Uh, Paul, how about yourself? 
I definitely would go dirty. Absolutely. <laughs> there you go. Down and dirty. You're a dirty man. And then on a technical side, though, if you roll back your volume on a dirty amp, it usually sounds pretty decent, too. So yeah. that's that's the one technicality I'll throw out there. There you go. The other, say, now, I, I was I was hedging on going clean. Yeah. And then, you know, just just boosting the whole thing. Just just 12 in it. Diamond it. Just, right? Down to get 15. the dirty. Yeah. Uh, but I know that that's kind of cheating here. That's cheating. Can't I'm, cheat. I'm going to go with dirty too. Okay. I'm going to go with dirty too. Nice. Um, because you don't want to uh, hear Todd play clean. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> you're so right. <laughs> you're so right. No, like, you're decent, man. Wow, when did he have that uh, operation to get all thumbs put on his fingers? <laughs> so weird. That one's a big toe, actually. <laughs> oh, boy. All right. Well, uh, that was pretty fun. Thank you to Corey for sending that to us. And we would love to hear your would you rathers out there. So uh, DM us on Instagram or send us an email. And uh, we'll we'll be happy to uh, share that as long as it uh, you know is within some sort of reason. We've gotten a couple where we're like, yeah, we can't even say some of this stuff on. <laughs> so, uh, anyways, make it clean. Yep. Hey, uh, Paul, where can people find you to buy your stuff? Uh, my website's the best place to go to. It's www.plx fx the letters fx.com um i have a shop on there i also sell stuff on reverb if you're more comfortable buying stuff through reverb but my website's you know obviously more of that goes towards me so um and then you know you can see my builds and whatnot on instagram and facebook and you people can always reach out and ask me um if they have any questions about stuff i try and answer them as you know honestly as possible like i'm i'm always the first person that if somebody asks me for something like hey will your pedal do this and i know it won't like i will be the first guy to tell you like hey look probably not the best thing for you um so you know but yeah plx effects uh on all the socials and plx effects.com and for the listeners of the podcast i was going to do a special on my website uh if you use the coupon code guitar knobs all together all capitals guitar knobs uh, I'll going to give 10% off uh, any pedal purchase. Excellent. Woo! Right on. Right on. Very cool. And uh, how long is that going to... So from the time that this airs, all right? Uh, yeah, I could run it for that? a week, I think. Is a week fair? That's good. A week? Uh, well, it's it's sure. completely up to you, my friend. So Yeah, sure. Let's, we'll run it for a week whenever the episode airs, and then I'll run it for a week. And if you miss out for some weird reason, just email me. I'm pretty easygoing, <laughs> you know? <laughs> That of it, that a boy. All right, uh, we really appreciate that. Um, and uh, you know, people, these are fantastic sounding pedals. You got a, you got a thumbs up from from three of us, and that doesn't always happen. Not because they're not good things. It's we don't just talk we don't about all know when it how to. Happen. Yeah, well, we, you know, we try to be polite. <laughs> it, but there's there's like, these hey, I use this awesome. kind of gear, and this didn't really work with my kind of gear, and you know, but yeah. but uh, I think. Uh, universally, we were all able to get yeah. really awesome sounds and out of this. from very different rigs. Yep. Very different rigs. Yeah. Co Correctamundo. These are a home run. Yes. All right. Uh, awesome. Mr. Baloney, yeah. we got a, a couple of people to thank. We have a lot of people to thank. But what I'd like to do right now yes. is thank a very special group of people. Mm -hmm. These would be our executive producers, if Ooh. you will. Yes. That's a big name. And it's a very important 
part of our podcast. It's a hugely important part of our podcast. It is. And you may be asking yourself right now, well, what? What's the big deal with these executive producers? Or how could I become an executive producer? Or even mm. just a supporter of the show. Or even just the supporter of the show. Yeah. Here's what you're going to do. You go over to patreon.com forward slash the guitar knobs, and you will find a couple of different levels in which you can participate as a sponsor. Mm -hmm. Each level has its own unique selection of swag, and that would be things like barefoot buttons and stickers and T-shirts and, oh Picks my gosh. keychains and all kinds of crazy and, and, stuff. And, and this coming year, 2020, yeah. there's going to be... A boatload. Giveaways. And by boat, I mean... There's, there's a lot. <laughs> a big boat. Yeah. Big boat. Yeah. Uh, we're going to be doing a bunch of giveaways, and that helps you qualify for said giveaways. Yeah, we're still going to do some on Instagram and stuff, but we are going to gear more towards... Um, you know, making sure that the people that are that are really helping to support the show um, are uh, getting, you know, benefiting from that as well. Absolutely. So. Um. But in addition to all that great stuff, the executive producers have something done to them. And what is that, Jared? Well, <laughs> you get to have your you get to have your name read right on the thing. Oh, that is right. That was that was a pretty big lead up for it, I know for what you said. For yes. what I yeah. said. <laughs> so, without further ado, I would like to thank the following executive producers of the Guitar Knobs podcast. Let's start with Tom Barazin, yep. Martin Cliff, John Daly, Sean S. S, Chris Kearney, Darren Gregory, Doug Christ, Michael Van Zant, Brad Partridge, Corey Nagro, Ken Sayers, Jonathan Jerusik, Brian Robison, Michael Senchuk, Stefan Lamb, Johnny Knowles, Anthony Lanthrop. John Anglin, Tyler Bray, Tyg Harmon, Chris Heidel, John Esterly, Tim Nowak, Doug Gann, David Kaminga, Tommy Manasco, Justin Jones, Cody Lane, Cody Foster, and welcome aboard our newest executive producer, Mr. Steve Keys. Hey, Stevie. Yes. Thank Stevie you, Keys. each and every one of you. And if I didn't read your name and you're a sponsor, we thank you too. Yeah, and and an extra big thanks to Tommy Manasco, who just uh, went above and beyond the executive producer level, which we have to figure out a name for. Um, Senior executive producer. I was thinking there. like Grand Poobah <laughs> or something. He gets, yeah. we, he gets we have to, to wear a fez. We have to think of something <laughs> right. colorful. Like with tassels and stuff? Yeah, the fez. Yeah. Let's, let's get him a fez. Um, tassels. Well, we got a couple people in that realm, and I think we yeah. need to, we we'll need to recognize several fezes. As, a, as a different uh, group there. But uh, I think okay. we give them fezes. Well, first we need a name. So, yeah, anyways, Wow. You, you, you just overcomplicated everything, Tony. Why'd you have to go and throw right. me off? Hey, uh, thank you so much to to all of you who are supporting us at every level. It it, it means so much to us and to our show, and we're trying to lo get into a brand new home right now, and uh, uh, that's going to help us out. So, uh, Tony, where can people find you? Well, if you're wearing a fez, you can go to pickguardian.com, 
Uh, you can see some of the things that I have to offer there. If there's something special that you need, just shoot me an email, and I will take care of you personally. If you want to see some of the projects and things that we've been talking about, I post a lot on Instagram, and that is at PickGuardian and the number one. Right on, Jared. Uh, if you guys need some pickups out there, and which, by the way, I have a new color out called Bone White Bobbins. Uh, come to BrandonWoundPickups.com. I will fix you up. What about these Bone White Bobbins? Bone White Butyrate Bobbins. They are not quite pure white, but they're just a little darker than... Kind of like off-white. Parchment-y. Kind of parchment-y, yeah. Does that match a specific era of Gibson? Yes, it does. A very... uh, Back in the 50s. There was that color, and then there was the cream color. Yeah, but you don't do creams. We don't do double cream, no. That is trademarked. Yes. The double bone white are not trademarked, and now they are available. Yeah. So you're doing them. them out. Nice. Yep. Which would look killer in that thing, too. We'll have them at the guitar show this Sunday, yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, You can shoot me an email, Todd at theguitarnobs.com. You can also direct message me on Instagram at guitarnobs, and we would love to hear from you. Uh, Share what kind of gear you're playing. Give us your four on the floor. Give us your would-you-rathers, and uh, we are just awful thankful for. And, and, hey, if you're this the first time you're listening, I hope you liked it. Tony hopes you liked it. Jared hopes you liked it. Oh, yeah. We hope you liked it. We hope that you'll continue to listen. Please give us a follow on Instagram. And uh, I guess that's it. Paul, thank you so much for joining us and hanging out with us. Awesome. Thank you guys for having me. It was a blast. Good. Good. Uh, and uh, we'll be in touch with you. Everybody go check out Paul and, and PLX Effects. Have a great guitar week and subscribe. Yeah. Yeah. All I think of is sausage. Yeah, I'm 100% Polish. Yep. Yeah, me too. Yeah. All right. Mm. We'll call it, we can call this uh, is the podcast right Between it. Two Poles. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Is, uh, is with stain okay. a word? With stain is now a word. We will with stain. Well, I love sauce. We will withhold abstaining. <laughs> with we will, stain. We will abstain like... the withholdings. Because I like what they did with the meat. Now, yeah, is there a lot of Polish people in Ohio? Um, I'm here. Pork loins, spare ribs. I do like pork loins. Yes. Would you rather? Would you rather? Bing, bang, pow. Bing, bang, boom. Bada, bam, bow. Pow. Well, that's it for these knobs please visit our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash theguitarnobs. Visit our website at theguitarnobs.com for all of our past episodes, four on the floor blog, and other good stuff. You can connect with us on social too at our Facebook page and share your gear and stories on our Facebook group. Also, be sure to check out our Instagram at guitarnobs. Catch you next time.